Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes, and business success with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your host, Saul Marquez. Welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders. I want to invite you to take a look at our rating and review page through Apple Podcasts. Go to outcomesrocket.health slash reviews, and you'll be able to check it out. Give us a rating and review for what you thought about today's episode, because we have an amazing guest. His name is Addison Hoover. He's a consumer experience advocate multi-industry innovator, currently at Docent Health, where they're moving and shaking with client development. And they're char- he's charged with deep ethnographic and market research efforts to understand the complex healthcare ecosystem. We all know how complex it could be. And he looks at ways that Docent Health can really use software and human services, balance it all out to get amazing patient experiences. So he's been doing it for quite a while. I want to open up the microphone to Addison to round out that introduction. Addison, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Saul. I really appreciate you having me. And yeah, a really flattering introduction and excited to spend some time talking about what I think Docent Health considers to be the patient revolution that we are experiencing in healthcare today. So thank you again for the warm introduction and uh, really looking forward to today's conversation. Absolutely. And we had an interview with uh, Sanjay Shah a couple months ago, and he just couldn't stop saying amazing things about you and, and what Docent does. So really excited to, to dive in there as well. Sanjay is is one of my favorite partners and and people to engage with, a real healthcare thought leader. And um, it's a huge compliment that he's a big fan of Docent Health. Love to hear it. Absolutely. So what would you say got you into the medical sector to begin with? Yeah, so I have kind of an interesting background in that I I still consider myself to be a relative newcomer to the healthcare sector. And so the first decade or so of my career was really spent focusing on the transformation that were was taking place in the retail and hospitality at the kind of end of my, my run in the banking sector. And what was really the consistent thread across those was this idea that there was a customer revolution happening in each of those spaces. In retail, it really started as there was a transition to e-commerce and the Amazons of the world were threatening kind of traditional brick and mortar. In the hospitality space, this idea of consumerism and access to digital channels was rising. In the banking space, an industry that I actually think I can draw a lot of parallels to the healthcare sector, heavily regulated, have to deal with a lot of compliance, data, and privacy regulations, uh, and often considered a really archaic industry, was beginning to have major agita about the new entrance of digital players, about these aging and archaic branch networks, and what were we going to do to help augment the customer experience in a manner that would meet with sort of new tastes and the new approach that was required by customers. And so that had been my focus for the better part of 10 or 12 years. And in parallel, just kind of through great timing, I was introduced to one of now Docent Health's co-founders, Royal Tuthill, who's a a New York-based entrepreneur and and healthcare um, kind of whiz. And we began to have these conversations about the similarities that I was seeing in those adjacent verticals to what healthcare was beginning to see in terms of mega trends around growing coinsurance and high deductible plans and the rise of urgent care. And the fact that this industry seemed really primed for uh, disintermediation because of things like consumer frustration and new technologies and data availability. And I, I began to feel this real 
personal excitement that, oh my gosh, healthcare was primed for transformation. And I, I believed this next you know, run of entrants were going to be the ones to get it right. And I wanted to be part of that. And so I don't know that joining the medical sector was an idea I had at the earliest stages of my career. But as I had kind of begun to develop palette for consumer experience and design, what I saw coming on the horizon in healthcare really excited me. And that, and that was where the opportunity and the alignment with Docent Health was really just a perfect fit for me. Well, there's absolutely no doubt in my mind, Addison, that you're passionate about the consumer experience. And and I love what you said. You said the consumer revolution, right? The industries that are ripe for it, the parallels with the financial industry. It's exciting. And so it just makes me wonder within the topic of consumer experience, what do you think a hot topic that leaders should be focused on today in healthcare? Yeah, and I'll start by saying I am passionate. I, I do think this is going to be without a, a doubt. I know, man. Episode. I hear yes. it. I see it. <laughs> it, I don't feel any sense of, of negativity or blame for the things that healthcare is grappling with today. I, I feel nothing but optimism and appreciation for the chance to help mold and shape where I think healthcare can go. And I think if there's a topic or an area of focus, you'll hear a lot from health system leaders today around engagement and empathy. And I would take that maybe a layer deeper. I think those are the right starting points. But to really unlock value in the space of engagement, I think what we're really talking about is service design and thinking about how we create this marriage of people and technology and use those in a, in a really mindful manner to meet the needs of a changing consumer marketplace. And you started with this idea of the consumer experience. And I like the idea of referring to patients as consumers. I believe mm -hmm. they have changed in so many unique ways because of some of the, the things I mentioned earlier around high deductible plans, because of things like FSAs and HSAs, they are looking at healthcare decisions like consumers would in a retail purchasing decision, in a travel purchase, or in a financial decision. And so I think making sure that we from a leadership perspective, understand that engagement really trickles down to this idea that we design services and experiences through technology and people in a meaningful way. And I would also say in a way that doesn't isolate it to what happens within the four walls of the brick and mortar hospital location. Yes. Thinking about that continuum of care to me is, I'm obviously biased and I'm passionate about this space, but I think this is becoming kind of a, a preeminent focus for healthcare leaders today. And I, I think it's the right one. I, I, it really excites me that there's this, this newfound energy and, and focus on how do we optimize for that longitudinal patient journey, what happens before the inpatient experience, what happens when they're under our care within the hospital's walls, and what happens long after they've left the hospital and returned home and begun their, their normal lives again. And thinking about healthcare in that way, I think really changes the paradigm for how we think about delivering quality service and care to our patients. Yeah, that's really insightful, Addison. And just before the holidays, we had the pleasure of having uh, Dean Galea. He's, he's the dean of the School of Public Health there in Boston University. And he talked to us about changing the script in healthcare. And I think this is exactly what you're doing. You're taking this very simple but powerful shift in let's stop calling these people patients, let's call them consumers because that's what they are. This small shift could lead to huge, huge change. It's small, but it's, it's a really difficult one in, in that I think healthcare, I go on to say, it, it's not just understanding that we have a consumer shift, but it's unlocking 
the types of things that are significant to consumers because they're not often the things that show up in an HCAPS report. And they're often dissimilar to the things that we're talking about in health system leadership meetings. And so I think a point of pride that we have at Docent Health is that we don't just take a people first attitude and then chalk it up to grabbing a couple people for a panel. When we take on a project in maternity or in orthopedics or in cardiovascular, we actually go out into the marketplace and spend time interacting with people that have had a hip replacement or have given birth recently. Those types of conversations, especially when they're in ecosystem, someone's home, in someone's neighborhood, in a local coffee shop, you begin to unlock these insights about what mattered to them across their patient journey. What were their points of apprehension? Where were their expectations met or not met? These are things that are really hard to glean from a patient satisfaction survey or an HCAPS report or administering a quarterly patient panel with two or three voices that are the same ones showing up each time around. And so I think Docent Health has really tried to take a deep ethnographic approach to understanding how we can unlock value and to really personalize these experiences. And I think that's the only way, at least philosophically to me, we can create tremendous customer experiences in the healthcare sector. And so I think to your point, it's small, but it requires some really unique approaches to finding where there's those tributaries of value in the eyes of the actual consumer, the, the, the patient themselves. Yeah, you guys are the anthropologists of healthcare, man. You're getting in there, you're figuring it out. You're not taking survey data. You're getting into the field and getting it done. And listeners, if you're trying to find a way to make a better impact and to unlock, as Addison says, unlock that value, you got to spend time with your consumer, with your patient. And so these are some really great things here. Um, Addison, can you give the listeners an example of how you guys have improved outcomes with these ideas and, and what you guys are up to? Yeah, I'd be happy to. So you mentioned Sanjay. Sanjay is a, a leader at Dignity Health. They're a great partner of Docent Health. And as an example of kind of a project that really got deep in sort of the ethnography, we spent several months and, and, and they've got programs live with us today across maternity, across orthopedics and spine and number of areas in cardiovascular. Each time we would do that, we would say, let's say there is nothing in the playbook, right? We were totally rewriting the script. What would we want to do differently in this new world of uh, maternity, OB, ortho, et cetera? So we'd actually go spend time in the communities that Dignity Health serves, engaging with patients, having them walk through a longitudinal patient journey with us, identifying all the positives and negatives they experience, their emotional biorhythm. And then from there, using our service design team at Docent Health, we'd say, if we rethought all of this, where are there moments where we could re-choreograph the theater of this experience and add in appropriate touch points and information and education at stages where perhaps that patient isn't being engaged with. And so as you begin to do those things, you're not just improving the experience and you certainly are, right? If we look at NPS scores or HCAP scores, willingness to recommend, there are some really important deltas when you do those things right along that critical path, so to speak. But there are other vectors of value here too, right? So we're also beginning to see things like behavioral change, right? As you engage more actively, as you provide greater degrees of support and across channels that are the preferred means for a given patient. So that could be over the phone, over text, over email. All of a sudden, right, we're starting to sound like the retail industry or or the hospitality industry. As you do those things, behaviors begin to change with our patients. So, you know, I can quote, uh, we've got a project in the maternity space with Dignity Health where their patients are 10 to 12% more likely to take Dignity Health perinatal education classes when they're 
being supported by the dose and health program. I mean, those are really monumental shifts in terms of patient behavior that happen because we're taking a more consumer-centric approach to supporting them along their maternity journey. Other vectors of value are things like how we provide additional support and do the right things for these patients. So can we make sure that they're feeling a level of preparedness with their DMEs or they understand their caregiver transitions post their total uh, knee replacement? And these are things that often we believe are being taken care of, but they're being taken care of in a really fragmented way or in an inconsistent way by clinicians via physician work that a patient has uh, when they're, they're meeting with their surgeon or when they transition into the care of the hospital. Those are elements that we're trying to sand out those points of friction with. And when you do it, you see changes in education and expectation management in terms of providing additional support. And then ultimately, all of those begin to roll up into improved HCAPs and net promoter scores. That's really cool. And, and Addison, you know, I'm, I'm sure the listeners that are not familiar with the way that Docent does what, what you guys do, they're probably wondering, well, what is this? Is this, a, is this a software platform? Is this an army of people? Like, what is the solution here that we're talking about? <laughs> I, I probably jumped right into it. No, right? it's all good. I just want so to Docent, level that. Yeah, I mean, and, and to be totally candid, Docent Health didn't exist 24 months ago. So we're a startup, Boston-based, and we have, I think, a really unique philosophy that says, hey, there are some difficult challenges to be solved for in the patient experience realm within healthcare today. And Docent Health has taken a stance that on the human side of things, providing more people can be wonderful and can create higher touch experiences, but it's inefficient, it's very costly, and it's very difficult to scale. On the technology side, there are some great data science, there are some great workflow tools, but they're also very cold. So they don't necessarily create the level of touch and relationship that we think is important for transforming patient experiences. And so Docent Health has really taken sort of a marriage of both of those and designed along not just a, a digital or a physical or a human axis, but across X, Y, and Z axes of, of each of those. And so we can deliver various sort of configurations based on hospitals' needs and think of it as sort of like the tech is an enhanced CRM platform. We talk a lot in this world today about like precision medicine, that CRM platform is how you get to precision experiences and how you choreograph the right steps for an individualized patient journey. And then we also have docent hospitality trained employees that if a given hospital says, we just don't have the liaisons or the coordinators or the volunteers that can help manage some of these points of outreach and touch points in the inpatient setting, we can actually embed those docent health service team members into your environment to help augment that patient journey and provide additional bandwidth to your standard traditional clinicians, right? Your charge nurses, your physicians, et cetera. So Docent Health has really kind of taken a two-pronged approach that's both technology and this sort of advanced precision experience-driven CRM solution on one side. And on that second side, for those that are in need of assistance on providing that really high-touch experience, we actually have a service offering as well. That's really cool and, and appreciate you jumping in to those details for the listeners because at the end of the day, folks, what Addison and his team are up to and what you could see and probably hear, you're hearing this, is that the commitment, the level of commitment and it's that whatever it takes attitude that they're putting into this, into this, whatever it takes to make it work and looking inside and outside of the healthcare box as we talk about here on the podcast, they're all in. And so uh, really just uh, appreciate you highlighting how you guys do it. And it's really whatever it takes. Is that right? A hundred percent. And I believe like Asanjay would talk about this. Our partners at the Hospital for Special Surgery would talk about this. I mean, we're really lucky in that we've gotten to work alongside some world-class organizations that share this 
philosophical focus on this is the wave of the future and this consumer revolution, the, the tide is just now beginning to crest and we are lucky to work with so many thought leaders that feel this same vigor and energy and passion that we do. And so, yeah, we are 100% in it. It's an exciting time for Dose and Health. Well, I could see your sleeves are rolled up and you're just jazzed, my <laughs> friends. <laughs> Best way to spend the morning with you. All right, so let's walk through a couple of things here. Uh, you guys have obviously had some great success early out the gates, 24 months into it. What would you say in this time frame, a setback that you've had or the company has had and what you learned from it? I think it's maybe a, a partially shared setback for both the company and for myself professionally. And, yeah. and then this is sort of the, the nature of the beast uh, when you transition verticals and you come to a space that's so differentiated as, as healthcare is. I think in the first probably six to 12 months of our business, we were talking all about the customer experience. And, and obviously that's woven into our DNA. But I think for a number of health systems in America today, the concept of focusing on the customer experience is still relatively in its, I would say it's in its infancy. Yeah. And so we didn't necessarily do a great job out of the gates of creating that connective tissue between a focus on customer experience is really a focus on creating improved engagement that drives retention, that drives loyalty, that can drive growth and acquisition of new patients. And ultimately, we have data to show the downstream consequences that this can have on culture, on operational efficiencies, on staff engagement, all of these, these positive tributaries of value. I just don't know that I think in my first probably six to 12 months with Docent Health, I did a great job of connecting those dots between, hey, we're talking about customer experience. What we're really talking about are the things that customer experience does for you in terms of creating a propensity for loyalty and growth and improving culture and operational efficiencies. And I think healthcare is in that sort of uh, stage of maturation where making sure that we can draw those correlations is really important because industries like retail and hospitality for the last 10, 20, 30 years, they've been absolutely focused on customer experience. They know what that means in terms of bottom line impact, in terms of customer satisfaction impact. I think for healthcare, the lesson I've learned in my transition has been to make sure that I can create those correlations so we understand what we're talking about and can continue to highlight it for those health systems that haven't necessarily prioritized customer experience, why this is so important for you as we look to the future. That's such a great, great lesson and really appreciate you sharing that. You know, just thinking about, all right, I'm totally into the consumer experience, but I am in a new land with new language and I just have to figure it all out again. And you did it really quickly. So kudos to you for doing it so quickly and doing it because some people don't do it and they suffer, right? So congratulations on, on that. And the insight that you just shared is really awesome. Thank you for Thank sharing you. that. Thank you. Tell us a little bit more about an exciting project you're working on today. Yeah, so I, I kind of hinted at this idea of precision experiences. And one of the fun things that happens when you're a startup is you go from the earliest days where you're beginning to engineer a product and you're beginning to partner with great teams like Dignity Health and the Hospital for Special Surgery to understand where their pain points are and, and where can we provide assistance in helping them better curate experiences for their patient. You know, the earliest days of Dose and Health, it was just beginning to get that uh, ship pointed the right direction. Well, now at just over two years in our own sort of company maturation, we now have tens of thousands of patients that we've interacted with. And, and so I think as far as an exciting project that gets me really, I think, really jazzed is this idea that we now have this trove of data that we can begin to 
carve up and analyze in creative ways that at least to my knowledge and you know my infancy within healthcare, I haven't seen done elsewhere. That's beginning to give us this insight into maybe not so much big data, but maybe what I would call really small individualized data that can tell us, here's the ideal critical path for serving this type of patient, this moment in time, at this stage in their journey, based on their experiences. And as we begin to kind of sort through that that really personalized small data, as opposed to big data, we're getting to some really big answers. And I think it's going to allow for us to take the work we've done with some of our anchor clients and extend that now as best practices for the next sort of tranche of customers and partners that Dose and Health begins to work with, which is really exciting to me. Yeah, that's really exciting. And it's that domino effect of creating amazing things in one place. And now you guys have a template that you could share with other providers across the nation. And that right there is all about removing silos and improving outcomes, which is what we're all about here at Outcomes Rocket. And you guys are doing such an amazing job. So I'm like super stoked for you guys. Thanks. You know, Disney used to talk about, and he's like a personal idol of mine in terms of experience design, but the magic of people and setting and processes. And I think healthcare is so lucky to have so many of the best people I've ever worked around. I mean, so dedicated and so committed to the hospital and the patients that they're serving. What I think we're beginning to unlock are some of those values on the setting and the process piece, because I think we're beginning to open that aperture to where we can design services outside of the four walls of of the hospital itself and beginning to think about healthcare as a continuum, not as a static moment of time. And and I think this is where the industry is going. And the fact that I believe we're beginning to unlock some of those best practices. Oh my gosh, it just, it's so so ecstatic right now. (laughs) No, that's so great. Addison, this has been a lot of fun. We're down to the part of the the podcast where we're going to do the leadership course, you and me, putting it together here, the ABCs of Addison Hoover on healthcare outcomes. And so we're going to write out a syllabus, four questions, lightning round style, followed by a book that you recommend to the listeners. You ready? Let's do it. Awesome. What's the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? Let's go with engagement. And I think it's the right engagement. So it's not just engaging with patients, it's engaging with nurses and physicians to understand what the needs are and unlocking value across those different key stakeholders is really, I think, the the most important and best way for improving health outcomes. What's the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? Assuming everyone understands the value proposition of investing in customer experience. How do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant change? I think for us, the secret sauce is it's listening and it's listening not just to your customers, but to every member of a patient's journey and making sure that we're in tune to their changing needs. And if you do that, I think, and you say humble about assuming you know the answers, I think that's a, a trap that in this course that we're going to teach, we're going to try and make sure to ensure that we really have to know our customers and not assume that uh, they think and are wired the way we are. If we do that, I, I think that's how you stay relevant as an organization. And finally, what's one area of focus that should drive everything else in your organization? For us, I think it's people. Right. I think it's people, both in the sense of the customer and in terms of the key stakeholders, nurses, hospital leadership for us, making sure to keep people at sort of the center of our vision is the ethos of Dose and Health. Awesome. And Addison, what book would you recommend to the listeners here on the syllabus? 
yeah, you know, I came prepared. I've, I've heard you ask this question to a lot of other guests. So I knew, I knew it was coming. And I think I'm going to give two just because I think, you know, most give a healthcare Bring answer. And if there's one healthcare book that I, I really think in many ways probably shaped my decision to switch industries, and that book would be uh, Transforming Healthcare. It's written by Charles Kenny, but it's really the Gary Kaplan story of transforming Virginia Mason. If, if you've not read it, I just, I feel like it really shifted my thinking about healthcare leadership in the modern era. And it's an inspiring read that pulls, and I have a bias for this, but it pulls from a lot of different industries in terms of design, in terms of lean, in terms of processes. And I think if there are healthcare leaders listening to this podcast that are looking for a bit of inspiration, I think the work that Gary Kaplan and his Virginia Mason team have done uh, and how it's captured in the Transforming Healthcare book is, is a phenomenal read. And then my second one is not healthcare related and it's old, but my favorite book, and all of my coworkers are going to laugh at me when they hear this podcast, <laughs> Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence Others, I think is timeless. And I, I look at so many of the pieces that are ailing the customer experience in healthcare today, and I go back and read that book each year to kind of refocus on those insights around how we communicate through body language, the verbiage we use, how we make eye contact. So many of those things are the very essence of the relationships we build with the people that we're honored to support when they walk through our doors. And I think, you know, we have a responsibility to think about how we um, deliver our best selves when we have a patient that we're engaging with either in their home, in a clinic, in a hospital. And I go back to that one. I think it's, it's informed so much of how I think about delivering great quality human to human experiences. And in our course, if we're teaching this one, Saul, those are the two books that we're going to have as kind of um, required reading. Boom. There you have it, listeners. An amazing selection of books. And I love the commentary there, Addison, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Maybe the title should be How to Win Patients and Influence People. <laughs> I like right. that. Change we should, skin, we should right? revise it. Yeah. <laughs> so listeners, don't worry about writing any of this down. Just go to outcomesrocket.health slash Addison. That's A-D-D-I-S-O-N. And you're going to be able to find all of the show notes as well as links to Docent and the books that Addison just recommended. Addison, this has been a blast. And what I want to do is just uh, open up the mic to you one more time so you could share a closing thought and then the best place where the listeners could get a hold of you. Yeah. So I mentioned at the very top of our conversation that my last stint prior to coming into the healthcare space had been in the banking sector. Another industry that's been really struggling to kind of course correct in terms of customer experience. And when I was in that role, I, I ran a survey for several months where I'd ask folks about the best customer service they'd experienced in recent memory. And we surveyed thousands of people from coast to coast. It was a really cool sort of piece of market research. And I remember looking back at it and in the financial sort of focus of my day, I was pointing to all of these bankers and credit union leaders and saying, look at this. When people think about great customer service, only 5% of people mention a bank or a credit union as the last place they were served really well. Well, now I'm in healthcare and I went back to that old research and it was sub 1% had would say that their last great customer service experience was in somewhere across a healthcare journey. And so I guess maybe where I'm going with this is my last thought is, I believe that that number can be exponentially higher than 1%. And it should be. These are such important moments of truth. And I want our patients and the docent health customers that we partner with to feel empowered to provide experiences that are, if not equal to, 
better than the experiences delivered in hospitality or in travel or in retail or in banking. And I think the charter I feel today is to help make that vision a reality. So I'll leave it with that and say that if anyone wants to engage on that reality, um, you can find me pretty easily on LinkedIn, on Twitter. I'm at Addison Hoover and would love to keep this type of conversation going. I've really enjoyed our dialogue today, Saul. Addison, it's been a pleasure and I really appreciate the insights. Looking forward to staying in touch with you, my friend. It's been great. We'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket podcast. Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more. 